Welcome to the Homeopathy for Mommies radio show. Your host, Sue Meyer, is a Catholic wife and homeschool mom of 11. She shares her knowledge of the study of natural alternative medicine with you. While this show is not intended to diagnose or name any disease, through her experience, Sue will share helpful information to help you further your study into the amazing world of homeopathy. And now, here's your host, Sue Meyer. Hello, and welcome to Homeopathy for Mommies. This is Sue Meyer. This week, we are going to do something a little bit different, and I'm going to give you a look inside our members' corner. I know I've been talking about it a lot, and some people call and they're like, well, why do we have to join the members' corner? You already have this stuff online. Well, the thing about it is, Our Members Corner is a new private membership website for moms, dads, grandparents, really any caregivers, anyone who wants to learn more about homeopathy in a private online community. I created this little group because there was so much I wanted to talk about that I did not feel comfortable discussing it in public due to the latest scrutiny of those from the natural health community. I mean, let's face it, you guys, I don't know if you follow a lot of what's going on out in the world, but... Our rights are being threatened. Our, our, our freedom of speech is being threatened. It's, it's insane. Anyway, <laughs> if you haven't noticed or heard, really, if you, you've got to watch this, but many natural health groups and practitioners are slowly being censored online. So with that, I'm being threatened. Facebook pages and groups are disappearing overnight with millions of followers. My assistant, Joy, who works on my Pinterest account, has even said that they announced that they are removing any content of any anti-vaccine-related pins online and from the search feature, with their reason being that they are preventing people from encountering harmful misinformation. So the best option has always been to have a private place that I can create and control to share my information and knowledge. So what we do in the members corner. Well, first we have a growing library of printables and exclusive audio and video mini resources. Every podcast since we started in November has a printable in the library. We currently have over 50 resources listed in this library and a majority of these are exclusive to our members. Some of the most recent ones include special remedy reviews, homeopathy for toilet training, homeopathy for warts, fevers 101, handouts with remedies for measles and mumps, audio and handout resources for popular protocols like the vaccine cleanup, the pharma cleanup, and several resources using natural remedies like essential oils and other remedies with homeopathy safely. I've also been putting in some healthy heritage recipes because we all know how important it is to have a healthy diet as part of our overall health. And it's my fear that if we don't put something like this out for our members, that we're going to lose the ability to know how to take care of ourselves. And many of the recipes we put out there are just really how to do things yourself. It's really, really important to understand how to like make kombucha or how to make your own sauerkraut and things like this. And we're going to be, it's, it's just, it's really, really awesome. We've got my friend Kim, who is our heritage recipe specialist. (laughs) She's really a lot of fun. Anyway, it it's I just don't want people to lose the knowledge of how to do these things for themselves. So I just consider it a really important part of what I'm doing. Another part of the members corner is our monthly mini trainings. These are more in depth than a resource. We currently have seven mini trainings available. I'm going to play you an excerpt from our latest mini training, Understanding Child Constitutions. This is a five-part series that helps you understand remedy pictures of child constitutions. Listen in to this excerpt from the April-May mini training. 
Hello, and welcome to Homeopathy for Mommies Members Corner. I am Sue Meyer, and today we're talking about child constitutions, or the most dominant child types of babies when they're born. Borky had written about it quite extensively, and there's a book by Douglas Borland. I've gone off of his book because I like the way he teaches. He has basically categorized the five main types of baby types, and then he subcategorized remedies underneath them. So our first infant or child type is the Calcara baby, the Calcara carbonicum. And then under the Calcara carbonicum, there are a few other remedies that are in that type. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about the five main types of child constitutions, and then we are going to talk about the subtypes underneath that main type. This is very classical. And by classical, you all know what I mean. It's You just learn that keynote of that remedy. You learn this, the habits, the discharges, the of that particular remedy. And we're not talking about kingdoms at all. We're just talking about that particular remedy with its keynotes. And then when you look at the infant, these are some of the things about that infant. These are some of the things about that child. These are some of the things about that adult having moved out of that childhood constitution or whatever. And so that's what we're talking about. It's very, very classical. But yeah, it's very, very helpful because it gives us a really good remedy or symptom picture of that particular remedy. Like I said, when you're dealing with children, they can't tell you how they feel. They can't tell you their experience of some. It's really nice to have that childhood constitution to give that child. So that's why we're doing this. I'm really excited about it. It's something I've wanted to do for a very, very long time. Ever since I met an Indian doctor, he was a young man. He's like 23 years old. And him and his sister ran a clinic in India. And he said, oh, no, Sue, we, we see about 100, 150 patients a day. Him and his sister. And they were just kids. It had been the family clinic and they had taken it over. Anyway, he said that we have a picture on the wall and there's like four types of babies. Well, with this method here that I'm using, it's, uh, Borky wrote about child constitutions quite extensively. And then Douglas M. Borland put them together in a booklet. And so that's, it, it's very standard in, in the industry, in the classical homeopathy industry. So this is what we're discussing. So anyway, this kid, he said, yes, he says, mother brings baby in. And we literally can look at the picture on the wall and know what kind of baby this is. And depending on the symptoms, we give them this remedy. So it's really interesting how, you know, the types have passed on down through the ages. We don't have the strong nationality type like we used to anymore. So things are more blended and they aren't as rigid as they used to be. It used to be someone walked in and if they had blonde hair and blue eyes and they were a little bit round around the curves, you would give them pulsatilla. Nowadays, you can give pulsatilla to a darker-haired person that is sweet and kind, maybe a little bit whiny, a little round around the curves. You know, I don't hesitate to give pulsatilla to that type because, like I said, it's not so etched in stone anymore as it used to be. So with that, we're gonna, I'm going to run through. I'm going to give you a, a brief synopsis of the five main child types. And then we're going to go back and we're going to start discussing each one. And that way you can sit and just kind of absorb that remedy picture, okay? <laughs> All right. All right, the first child type, and this is the most famous and this is the most common, is the Calcara Carbonicum. And that Calcara Carbonicum child 
when we see his picture, we see a very fat, roly-poly baby. He's got that soft, fat, flabby body and a bigger head with a round tummy. He's usually fair-haired, fair-skinned, and has blue eyes. And when you kiss this baby, you like sink into his luscious, soft flesh. <laughs> I say that because my babies, oh my goodness, they were all so soft and gooey and just, oh, you just couldn't stop kissing on them. And then my sister is so funny because she'd come over. I wouldn't have never, I would never would have noticed that. And my sister would come over and she would say, oh, your kids are so soft. And it's true because when I would kiss her children, they were very they were, they, she had pudgy babies, but their skin wasn't soft and, and fleshy like my babies were. They were almost muscular, okay? <laughs> and so that's the difference in types. But that Calcara Carbonicum baby, oh, soft and gooey, just sweet and kissable. And then we have the second group. And like I said, in under the Calcara Carbonicum, we have a number of other remedies that we're going to discuss that are within that constitutional type. And it is very helpful when you know your child, but you think, gosh, he's not really that Calcara type. He's close. He's, he's fat and roly-poly, and he's just ooey-gooey, but yet there's something different. And so that's why I say we're going we're gonna to talk about those subtypes under the Calcara Carbonicum. So that, that's going to come in the next podcast. I'm just giving you the original types so that you can get excited. <laughs> How about... Our upcoming podcasts, or audios. They're not podcasts, they're audios, because they're just for the members group. And then the second type, okay, we're talking about him, and he is the baritacarb, the baritacarbonicum child. The baritacarb child is known for dwarfishness. It used to be a scary remedy for me, and a lot of moms shy away from even looking at this remedy because they think if they're looking in this direction, then their child must be retarded. Their child must have Down syndrome or their child must have something like this. This is the famous Down syndrome remedy, but that is not necessarily true. This remedy is actually, I was telling uh, my daughter about this remedy the other day, and it's very interesting because the Beritacarb remedy is very famous for heart defects, heart issues. And so with that, they get that the longitudinal crack down the tongue. So like if someone sticks their tongue out and they have a deep furrow down the center of their tongue, that is really an indication that this could be a Berita type. And like I said, I don't want to categorize this super strong. You know, like it's not, it doesn't necessarily mean there is heart defect in this person. It doesn't necessarily mean that this person needs help, you know, because like in the homeopathy for mommy's book, we have a have an old crippled turtle with a cane. Hey, dearie, come and help granny, you know, type of thing. That That's that's a good picture, but it isn't the only picture, okay, because we have subcategories under this Beretta type. But this Beretta type, they're sweet, they're kind, they're fun, and like you said, but they that hereditary disposition to heart disease can run in this type. But the child themselves... Bowicki writes that I have never seen a baritic carb child who was up to standard in height, but they may be up to standard in weight. So that is a really good indication. They're kind of dwarfed, okay? They're shorter. They probably weigh as much as other people, but not necessarily, but they, they can. And they're very, very shy. They're very shy. They're introverted. They're nervous of strangers. They're scared of being left alone. 
they're very often terrified of going out of doors. Like if like they live in town and they go out to the country, that can terrify them. They go to a different part of the country that can that can make them afraid. They like their parameters. They like they like what they're used to, and they are afraid of change. And like I said, um, anyone with the um, uh, you know, like I said, it, it is the Down syndrome remedy because they are shorter in stature and 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 are heavier. But that's not always the only picture of the beriticarb. But it's a very helpful remedy in many, many ways. It's, it's an amazing remedy for children who have been stunted for one reason or another or you know, even for fright. And like I say, we'll, we're going to talk about that. So this, it's a very good child constitution remedy to know about so that you can use it when it's needed. The third group, the graphite type, this group is associated with children who have definite skin eruptions. The typical graphite's child is fat and heavy. He is usually pale, always chilly, and nearly always constipated. In the majority of instances that have the constipation in a small child, the abdomen is enlarged. This is a factor so constant that one does not even have to stress it. These graphite's children are always timid, They are rather miserable and have a complete lack of assurance. And then it goes on to say more about the graphite's child here that I'm going to talk about, but I don't want to get you so excited about this. You think, oh, this is my child. (laughs) I'm just giving you a brief for each of these five groups so you can see them. But again, so we have three child constitutions, and all three of them are heavier and fatter. Very interesting, right? Like I said, underneath these, we're going to have the subcategories. So you'll be able to differentiate your child if it's not as fat and flabby as the descriptions of the main type. So that's very, very helpful. The fourth group is the pulsatilla group. The pulsatilla children are obviously very, very famous. <laughs> we have, they are very, very typical and but within the pulsatilla type, there are two main types. One of them is very small and fine, with fine skin and fine hair. They have unstable circulation, liable to flush up from any emotion, very often going pale afterwards. They're definitely shy and sensitive. They are always affectionate and very easy to handle and always very responsive. The second type of pulsatilla is much fatter. They have more definite color, usually rather darker hair, a little more sluggish in reaction, and a little more tendency to weep than the bright and gay type that is smaller. Isn't that funny? This old language, I love it. They tend to have a craving for attention without much response to it, and, and they, they always need a little bit more. So they're, these, they're whiny, clingy, very needy, but sweet, always sweet. So that's the pulsatilla type. Our final type of child is group five, and this is what we call the arsenicum album type. This group includes all the outstandingly nervy children, and the key to the whole group is arsenicum. The arsenicum children are possibly the most attractive of the children. They are very highly strung, usually fine, finely built, finely put together. They very often have fine skin and hair, and they are delicate-looking children. They are always very nervy, very easily scared, very easily frightened, 
anything unusual will frighten them. They are afraid of being left alone in the house, afraid of going out alone, terrified of the dark, and they always have a very vivid imagination. This type suffers from night terrors and wakes up in the middle of the night terrified. They jump out of bed and wander through the house to find someone to talk to. It is always the feeling of some horrible occurrence hanging over her. Very often, she does not know what it is and is just terrified. When comforted and consoled, she will quiet down and go to sleep again, particularly if her parents take her to bed. So of the arsenicum type, there's a, a, a variety of different complexions, and they tend to be rather pale, but flush on excitement. They are not sallow. It is rather fine skin, and when flushed, they often get hot heads, cold hands, and feet on excitement or overexertion. So in spite of their delicate appearance, the arsenicum children are always restless, always doing something, and not just sitting about looking at their fingers. (laughs) They may take up some a thing for a while, and then go on to something else, but they never spend their time doing nothing. When they are nervy, they go from their mother to their father, from their father to their nurse, and back to their mother again. Each one gives them a certain amount of comfort, but not for long, and then they return to someone else. In spite of their restlessness and their activity, they get completely exhausted. They will be all right for a couple of hours, busy, happy, occupied, rather restless, mentally active, then suddenly they become completely exhausted and grow pale and tired and lie down. So that is the arsenicum type. And again, we have the subtypes that we're going to go over. I'm really excited about this. I think this is going to be a lot of fun. It's kind of a big project and I don't want to go too fast because I don't, I want you to be able to put that picture in your mind. And that's why I've named the types here so that we can go back and we can start going through them again you're not like, what was that first one? What was the second one? Like I said, and the, the subcategories are very, very interesting because they are a lot alike, you know, because this is a group of remedies within that, sub, that original type. So with that, I'm just going to sign off here and we're going to get started. I hope you enjoyed that. This was from the introduction audio of the Understanding Child Constitutions. We also have many trainings on homeopathy for congestion, Lifestyle and Homeopathy for a Healthy, Happy Weight, The Tale the Tongue Tells When Choosing a Remedy, Understanding Basic Homeopathy Philosophy, Homeopathy for Eczema, and our first mini-training was a Homeopathy Basics class. I also have recorded my personal story that you'll only hear in the Members Corner. It is also in the mini-trainings section. We have so many wonderful things planned for the coming months for mini-trainings. I am sure you'll enjoy what's coming. Another thing we have each month for the members only is a live Q&A with me on Zoom. Yay! (laughs) Okay, but anyway, a lot of people love it. Uh, I meet live with everyone on Zoom that is able to come and ask questions about homeopathy. (laughs) As it turns out, I really do like these calls a lot because the questions are wonderful. And I get to see everyone's smiling faces. I get, you know, it's a, a personal touch. It's like when I went to D.C., I seen people that, oh my gosh, you're in my members corner. Of course... If you're nervous about being seen on video, then you can just call in on your phone or turn your video off and use the chat box to ask questions that you need to ask. And then I will answer them that way. I try to make these meetings work for everyone's schedule by alternating times each month. Like we'll do a 10 a.m. Central Standard Time one month and then a 7 p.m. Central Standard Time the next month. But if you have a question and you can't come to the meeting, then you can just submit your question via email and watch the replay afterwards. 
So, you know, like you just ask the question, you turn it in and then we'll try to get it answered. <laughs> I, I think we've been doing pretty good. You know, I'm, I'm sure the more questions that come in, one could get forgotten every now and then, but the replay will go up within a couple of days after the Q&A. And then you can just listen to the clip as I answer the question. So listen to this clip as I answer a few questions from our recent live Q&A. Myself and my daughters are working through the Thulia vaccine detox. One daughter made it eight days with no issues. The other made it one day and fell ill, and I made it two days. I started back up again yesterday, and my wrist was aching to the point of needle, needing a brace as of last night. I broke my wrist in high school around the time I got both the hepatitis A and hepatitis B vaccines. Could this be a coincidence, or could it be related? I didn't do anything to injure it yesterday other than wear everyday wear and tear with kids in life. Okay. Well, I, that's why I tell people there are no coincidences in this world, period, especially when you're using homeopathy. So just assume the homeopathy has brought on the aggravation. So just stop using it again. Because if you keep, if you keep, you know what I mean? If the wrist was hurting yesterday, don't take the thuya again because it's going to, um, you know, the body's trying to bring its stuff back faster than it's, it's capable. Also, um, you know, because it's so funny because when I did the theory in itself, the first thing that bothered me was my, my ankle where I had um, a plate and screws put in and they have been taken out again, but that was, that was like a lightning pain that I had. They came back again very, very quickly. So um, yeah, no, no coincidences. And just like I said, and the, the funny thing is, is people get, so, I've been on this for two months. We've been trying to get through this. And I said, just don't get impatient. Just give the body that time to heal. It's, it's just weird. And the daughter who made it eight days, is that the, is this the first round? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So has she ever been on, uh, she's been, she's had been vaccinated. Has she ever been on a lot of um, suppressants of any kind for different illnesses? No. Okay. So maybe she's going to be good then. Um, because like I said, I usually, when somebody can make it eight days and they're like, oh, I didn't find nothing, you know, it was all um it's about halfway through the next time that they all heck breaks loose. But if that little girl is clean, then she may not have a lot. And besides that, little kids too sometimes don't think about the fact that they have a like a twitch or an ache or something. They don't think to report it. But um, yeah, she says she's been fairly healthy and only had a few shots. Should she try another round? Um, yeah, well, uh, it's up to her. You can, but if she's been fairly healthy, but she did have, you know, you know, maybe she, she was probably good. Oh, she did have migraines this week. Never thought about that. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> then, okay. But it was for something like that migraine, she could have had it in fourth dilution and that would have helped, you know, to clear the migraine more quickly. But yeah, I would wait then for at least the eight days again and then just go ahead and try it again because you want to make sure you can get through the whole time without any aggravation. Mm-hmm. then you know you're clean and the body's been able to bring everything back it needed to bring back to get rid of it again naturally so, okay we have a 10 year old very slender small for her age girl who gets like uh rashes spot. from being in the cold uretica yes thank you the usual, usual remedies for uretica don't provide much release i'm starting to relief i'm starting to wonder about other sources cold seems to always be present however and since inching pretty miserable otherwise pretty healthy kid I would have to repertise that. Yeah, it's it's okay to say that's a chronic and we need to have a case. Yeah. And yeah. the thing is too, is like I say, you have to repertise that. And it like the mom could, could do that. 
Mm-hmm. She can take all the symptoms. And the thing is, is like um, urticaria, cold, ag- um, cold aggravates or, um, you know, whatever aggravates and just and rubric that out. It's, it would be very helpful. And you, and you can do it. You know, let's just say that's, that's why we're, you know, like this, this mom's group is so wonderful because we can help each other and you can learn how to do these things because that way it's, um, it's something that you can just use, you know? But the thing is, is you sit down, you're kind of like a Sherlock Holmes, okay? You're going to walk around and you're going to watch your kids. You're going to say, honey, when you do that, what are you, what's going on? Why do you do it like that? And, and you'd be surprised what your kids will say. You just write it down. And when you get a bunch of clues, you sit down and you repetize it so that you can, and you'd be surprised some of the remedies that come up and it's worth trying. And, and keep the potencies quite low. Like I said, don't hesitate to use like at low, you know, like 30 X's or 60 or 30 C. Because if you use something higher, depending, it's, you know, it could cause some aggravation if you don't know exactly what you're doing. And, and I was just talking to the doctor I work with not too long ago. And she, we were talking about this. I says, because I says, I'm, you know, because homeopaths like to talk to because it's, it's kind of like, you know, the, the color of the day or, you know, what's in the media or what's going on in the world. And I asked her, I says, okay, is it just me? I says, I have so many people coming to me and that like, I'll go to, I'll go to seminars and I'll find out that everybody in that seminar is on a daily water dose of their remedy in a 200. And she's like, what? And I'm like, I'm not kidding. I says, or I'll find out that they're, they're taking like two nozos a, a day or in a high potency or whatever. And I says, because they'll say, why don't you use high potencies too? And, sh- and she, she laughed at me. She doesn't use high potencies either, unless that's what that person specifically calls for. But keep the potencies low. They're healing. They, they heal the body. They, and it's so funny because I was looking at, in fact, as I, I was bringing my books today, because I plan to stay here at the store and, and study. Um, let's see here. I'm going to share a book with you guys. This is a really good book to have. Um, I've probably shared it before, but it's The Prescriber by John H. Clark. Okay. And I've shared this with our um, study group before. But the thing is, is you look up in here and you look up. Um, oh, let's see here. I can't remember. Oh, let me think of something. Okay. Um, gout. Okay. He rarely uses anything higher than a 3C. I'm not kidding. Um, let's see here. Think of something else. So here again, um, jaundice again, three C, three X. You see, you can't get three X anymore because the FDA is getting rid of all of them. It, we, they used to do a lot of healing with a one X and a and a three X. But yeah, very here's a thirty. He he recommends for melancholic personality, uh, sulfur thirty C. Um, here he has calc carb two hundred C. And so it's not like he didn't use higher potencies, but the point is, is there's so much healing to be had with low potencies. In February Q&A, Sue talks about the 10 miasms and their breakdowns. Is there a book that covers this topic? Um, anything with Rajan Sankaran. Mm-hmm. Um, and the rest of the world is starting slowly to, to um, acknowledge these 10 miasms. Now, like even in classical homeopathy, so Rajan Sankaran, you can put his name up there. Mm-hmm. Um, R-A-J-A-N and then Sankaran, S-A-N-K-A-R-A-N. Um, and he's the one that came up with the 10 miasm. Also, like I said, when I first started classical, they still were down to the three miasms. Now they do acknowledge the tuberculum miasm as well. So now they have the soric, the psychotic, 
the tubercular and the syphilitic um, miasm. So th- it's slowly, slowly coming. They still won't acknowledge all the others, but, um, you know, it'll happen. And we did, class six of the study group was on miasms too. And you did, okay. whole, you went over all of them in that class. Yep. So I put the link yep. in the chat too. So Awesome. Okay. You can see that because you had a lot of handouts in that. Wasn't that fun? <laughs> My members have wonderful questions and we cover all kinds of topics in these live Q&As. Our next Q&A is scheduled for April 25th. That's at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. So I hope you can all join us for that one. One other thing that I have on my members corner is a private forum. I don't like Facebook and my assistant Joy found me a private forum that works very much like Facebook, but with privacy that I can control. It even has its own app that I have yet to figure out. (laughs) These members are helping each other so much on this forum, but the, the techie people, you know, they figure it out and they're there enjoying this while I'm still trying to figure it out. I'll get there guys. Okay. It's a great way to ask questions to all the members and really experience an online community without the scrutiny of Facebook and the fear of being deleted or blocked. I also offer my members a special discount to our store each month. And most recently I have decided to make special order remedies only available to my members. There is so much going on with the FDA. I just feel much better about the safety of offering remedies in this way. I I know I've had comments that, you know, people don't want me to take them off the store. But like I said, with the scrutiny, I just feel it's very important that I put them in the members corner. So now you're wondering, Sue, how much does all this cost? (laughs) Oh, yeah. And anybody that knows me, I really despise having to talk about money. I really do. Um, it's, it pains me, but it's a fact of life and we have to be realistic about it because I have to pay my helpers (laughs) and I have to actually pay for my time away from the store. But we are offering this introductory period for launching the site over the past few months. You know, I've set up two options, a $26 a month subscription for founding members of the Members Corner or a one year at $234, which gives you a savings of three months, okay? One of the big reasons why we do this podcast is to give you a look inside the Members Corner because we are closing the membership, sorry guys, on April 30th. And we're closing it because, like I said, we've, we've got a few things we want to do. And it's just really important to us that we have this group of our founding members so that we can have a stronger core membership. Many have asked me why we're closing the Members Corner. And honestly, the time it takes my staff to work through processing new members and managing new accounts is very time consuming. And I really want to focus all my time and energy on building the Members Corner community and getting the best new resources and mini trainings into the hands of our new members. We do plan to reopen later in the year, but as the amount of resources increases, so will the price of our new membership enrollment. So now is the time to lock in as a founding member. You can cancel any time and, and re-enroll later, and you can come back at the new enrollment pricing. So you can sign up in time to join us next week for our live Q&A. Just go to homeopathyformommies.com slash members and start your subscription there. If you can't join us now, I hope you will in the future. Until then, I'm still going to be here making these podcasts to continue to spread the message of homeopathy so that everyone can learn a little more every podcast. So thank you so much for, for being part of this podcast community. I, I It was fun when I met people in Washington, D.C., and they would come up to me, and there was one gal, oh, Sue, I just felt like you should come running across the crowd and give me a big hug and say hello. <laughs> 
And I go, do I know you? She says, I feel like you should. She says, we do laundry together. We go for walks together. I listen to you all the time. And I guess and it was so, it was very humbling to find out that there are people who really appreciate these podcasts that much. I, and I appreciate them telling me that because it, it, it does. It's, it's fuel that feeds the fire, right? <laughs> I know you're always hearing me say, I just sit here and talk to the wall. <laughs> and I do. But at the same time, I envision moms sitting around nursing their babies or going for walks or doing laundry, listening to these podcasts. And it does bring us closer. And that's just the way God works. It's a network of his people trying to do what's right and good for their families. And like I said, the members corner is a way that we can become even closer and that we can help each other in a, in a, with a more solid foundation. So anyway, I wanted you to know what the members corner is all about. It's like I said, it's a safety net, guys. And I really appreciate all of your support. And if you can join, great. But until then, may God bless you and yours. Thanks for listening to this episode of Homeopathy for Mommies radio show. Please visit Sue on her website, homeopathyformommies.com, and join us right here at homeopathyformommiesradio.com, Wednesday, noon Eastern. As always, we pray the Lord blesses you with good health, vitality, strength, and wisdom.